0: Hey there, you've reached the voicemail of Molly Ambergie. Sorry that I can't come to the phone right now. I'm currently recording the next episode of the Casually Molly podcast. So hang up your phone, don't leave me a voicemail and go listen to this episode. It's about to get started.
1: SJ, don't hurt him Star Trek lingo, I redshirt him Now don't ask if I'm a Trekkie, just something I picked up Back up before you test me, you doing way too much Police gon' come arrest me for fucking your ass up But then they'll straight and catch me Cause bro, you just playing suck There I go again, that rant was non-canon Switched the channel back to regular programming The alphabet was murdered,
0: all but one letter died
1: On no time all I could think, where the hell was I? So he could get away, but caught that little bugger But should it be humane, use bullets that were rubber The non-lethal things, the motherfuckers they riot the power for your weak on second thought. Don't try it. Actually, don't do shit. Your lazy's the way to go. So, couch potato, don't worry if it don't make sense now. That's not what it's about. Stop tripping, learn
0: how. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergy. The song that you just heard is called Trust the Bounce. It is by Super Jazz from Same Difference Music and can be found on all streaming services. Wow, I almost lost my breath during the announcement. <laughs> Probably because I haven't worked out in a long time. Um, but anyway, oh man. Uh, that's what happens when you turn 28. Everybody's like, oh, you're so young. But I feel like I uh, I've lost all my metabolism, but that's okay. But anyway, enough about my weight issues right now. <laughs> I, um, we have one of my favorite people here. He's a good friend of mine. Let's welcome Aaron Porter, St. Louis-based comedian extraordinaire. Hi. 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 <laughs> yeah. Extraordinaire. Oh. Extraordinaire.
1: Just now getting to not sucking is is <laughs> is what <laughs> I would say. Uh, just now figuring it out a little bit. Absolutely.
0: I i feel, I feel like we're all figuring it out. But um Aaron is definitely taking the comedy scene by storm. Um okay. when I first oh he's like he literally just like rubbed his eyes. He's
1: like, what? He's <laughs> gonna start blushing. Oh my gosh. No, it's
0: great. No, uh, what I loved about Aaron, was that I think that I met you, and you can chime on this too, because I know we talked about this, but um, Aaron and I were both doing improv. Well, we were at the improv shop, but we were doing the stand-up comedy Monday night show or Monday night sign-up, which for those of you who are loyal listeners to our podcast, first of all, (laughs) thank you. But secondly, every time I have a comedian on here, we always seem to meet at the improv shop. And I don't even, you may know more about this, but I just remember we were like at a bar or at the bar that's in the welcome area mm. and I don't know if we just got like chatting or whatever but now we're like besties and we're here's, glad
1: here's what I remember I think, okay yeah I don't Here we think go. so I think we I think the first time we ever saw each other was at improv shop I don't think we actually ended up talking until I think it was the same week yeah but I think it was the first uh free comedy Thursdays at South <gasps>
0: That's right. Yeah, because it was yes. Carly
1: Tina Rafe maybe it yes. was the very first one. Yes. Yes, and I was blackout drunk. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah, cuz they did the uh they did the um It was all you could drink for like twenty bucks or twenty five bucks, and you got like a wristband.
0: What? Yeah. Where was I? Yeah, I I guess
1: you missed it. They also had all you can eat, but I skipped that, which didn't help. But uh, I did, uh, yeah, I did the wristband, and you could just get like a tall boy of like urban chestnut beer, and then just sidecars. It was just all for free. I was so drunk.
0: What? No, well, now that we're, like, officially friends, the next time you know that one of these things is happening, you need to invite me. Yeah, they haven't done it. I don't think they've
1: done it since they moved it up to the Barrel Room. I don't know if they stopped doing, like, sponsorships or whatever. Next
0: time. Well, if anybody wants to join Aaron and I in a all-you-can-drink, (laughs) all-you-can-eat fiesta, if anybody knows about anything, please let us know. But continue. It
1: would not be a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, I was was super, super, super drunk just by the time Rafe even went up, I think. (laughs) And then, yeah, I remember, I think I remember we were talking, I think we were talking about Chicago at some point, because you lived, didn't you live in Chicago for a little bit? I lived
0: in Cincinnati, but but what I probably did was, I I produced a show in Chicago, so I bet you, you were probably like, how long have you been doing comedy, or like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I, I just got back from producing this show in Chicago, so, but see, this is what happens when you have drinks in your hand, you start talking, and you're like, did you live there? What happened? But I, I think that's great. We were—I don't even remember us talking about Chicago. So okay. who knows where okay. I was? <laughs> yeah, I
1: remember—I was trying to remember the name of a of a karaoke bar that I went to in Chicago. <laughs> and, uh, it was like the it's this little—it's uh, like. The people do karaoke literally just like five ten feet from you. Like there's no stage or anything. It's just in the middle of a long bar. That sounds kind of awesome. singing in your face. And uh, I'm not a huge <laughs>
0: karaoke person, but that works out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, one of the things we talked about was we were talking about karaoke. I was like, I think the only song I could ever do karaoke to would be like "Work" by Rihanna. I think I, I do could remember that. "Work" by Rihanna, for yes. Sure. <laughs> but I still have never done it, and I won't do it ever. Sam was trying to get me
0: to do it uh, the other night. Sam Lyons, who is a local <laughs> comedian, shout out to Sam. He will like that's a thing. I used to like really not be a fan of karaoke. I think it's just because I've been in situations where like, and everybody's like, "Well, that's the point of karaoke, Molly." But I'm like, why would you t- intentionally put yourself in a situation where you can't sing the tune, you don't know the words, and like. I was like, oh, man, I'm so embarrassed. But, like, now because of, like, places like Southtown and the Funny Bone and, like, all these comedy venues, now I'm like, all right. Sorry I just clapped in the microphone. But, um, hey, new chapter. Suddenly, like, karaoke is, like, slowly but surely creeping and trying to go up. Like, I, uh, we did a show at the Southtown Pub, which, for those of you who don't know, the Southtown Pub, it's a great little place where uh, – comedy is done that sounded very profound but uh comedy is
1: performed there
0: comedy is performed there in Uh, every genre (laughs) it is
1: inhaled by all that (laughs) experience
0: well we had a really good crowd shout out to angela smith and then charlie winfrey my boyfriend jimmy and then myself um and and reggie and reggie Reggie. oh my god reggie i just met reggie that night. night shout out to him he was great Um, Chris Denman who's part of We Are Live Radio shout out to them they host a free comedy Thursday every Thursday over at the South Town Pub unless noted otherwise so then we had a really great turnout on Thursday night but I did a Britney Spears oops I did it again oh
1: no oh it was uh, (laughs) it was
0: fun it was a good time but I think my claim to fame was when uh, these two girls didn't know the words to Survivor by Destiny's Child oh sure so Reggie's like do you know the words I was like I actually do. And so, <laughs> somewhere on Reggie's Instagram story, there I am, belting it out. Because I'm like, it's, you know, when, I don't know, maybe you felt this way. You know when in middle school, even though it's like this song that's that really means more about, you know, like people who are actually going through something like that. And you're like, yeah, I'm in the seventh grade. I don't really I don't a... understand
1: what it means to be a survivor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm a survivor. Because like, I'm
0: not going to diss you on the internet. Like my... AIM, aim, go, away (laughs) message, because my mom taught me better than that. I survived cyberbullying. I know, right? (laughs) That's (laughs) what I survived. Every 90s girl's dream, but uh, yeah, that that's my take on karaoke, but that's well, hilarious, yeah. I didn't even remember that until now. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs>
1: somebody should have not let me drive home that night, it was bad news. Oh so. my
0: god, I wish you would have, well, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have driven home either, that's okay. No, I, yeah, I, it's, yeah.
1: it's fine, I, I had a rough night, I was rolling around the, uh, we were living in, up uh, off Pershing like by Forest Park, and the time yeah. this giant bathroom, and just rolling around on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I don't have too many like blackout stories, but that was that was one. one of them. Yeah, I didn't go to work that Friday or the next day. Yeah. I understand. <laughs>
0: That's a, that probably was a smart decision. Uh. So <laughs> now I got to ask Aaron. We ask all of our comedian friends here. Shout out to the St. Louis comedy scene. What made you decide to pursue comedy?
1: Uh, i don't know it's a blah 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 i've never prepared for that question i guess but yeah i was i, I no guess i've been like is, yeah okay. i've been a comedy i guess fan since i was a kid like i i, I, I don't even know what the first special i would have seen would have been probably something like richard Pryor related maybe or yeah something. but um yeah i've always been into it always been a fan like i've been going to see comedy shows for a long time and i always wanted to do it i did my first open mic like, like Five, six years ago when the uh, Valley Park Funny Bone was open. Oh. Um, I did, I did, would do it there like infrequently, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then just stopped for a while because I f- didn't feel like I was good. Aww. <laughs> and I was like, so I let that go for like a long, long time and then it just somehow just like resurfaced again. Uh, I guess it was last year and I decided I wanted to do it again. So I like, wrote, 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 wrote for, I don't know, probably like two months trying to, just like get back in the habit of writing jokes or whatever and then started doing it again after that but i like i think like for some reason i always remember my mom always told me to do it like for like a long long time we would watch like stand up together mm-hmm. i remember we watched like gary goldman together or something mm-hmm. uh and uh she would always tell me to do it but i was like i've, I've been like anxious for so long that Aww. i was like wasn't able to even fathom doing it uh, or like that i would even be good at it like I would always be afraid I would if even if I was good at it for a little bit that I would stop being good at it at some point
0: oh it's like scary well I feel like that comes with comedy though it's like you know especially with writing and then you know having a theater background I understand it's that you you always kind of have like the ups and downs of comedy and like in this industry everything is very just like one minute you're on a high with like a set and you killed it you crushed it or whatever you want to call it Mm, and then there's definitely those days where you bombed and you're like cool well i'm not going to socialize with anyone i'm just (laughs) gonna look at me (laughs) please don't look at me and of course everybody's really sweet about it because if you bomb everybody's like oh who gives a shit like it's just jokes but you and i have talked about this we're like um i've talked about aaron well speaking of aaron killing it and crushing it um, you had your first week at the Funny Bone. Yes, your first yeah, weekend. That was fun, yeah. So let's talk about that. So that's really exciting. I know. I always love seeing good people succeed. So when this happened to Aaron, I was like, Yay! This is so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> so let's talk about. You know, that was your first weekend hosting at the Funny Bone. Which for those of you who are not in the uh, St. Louis scene and or live outside of the state. It is located in the Westport Plaza. It's a great place. Aaron and I love to frequent there for their Tuesday open mic. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, this
1: Tuesday is going to be the first one I miss in a while, actually.
0: It's it's weird when you do, too, because I feel like it's such a home for me now. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, like, when I don't go, I'm like, well, that's weird. Like, now I'm not going to see, like, shout out to Sean O'Brien. Like, I'm not going to see him behind yeah. the bar. Like, you know, like, it's <laughs> crazy. Like, I, uh, you know, you and we have all of our friends in our community, which also makes it. But... Um, it was just great to hear you achieve something like that, and I know you were talking about hosting, and I'm sure on Wednesday, being your first weekend, you probably were like sweating bullets. Yeah, I was, of, super, like... I was
1: super, super nervous uh, that whole day, pretty much, like preparing for it. I was writing and rewriting the set list over and over again and trying to trying to cut stuff more than anything. Yeah. Uh and yeah, I was just like super super nervous. And I never done I'd never even done like a Wednesday show before, like a oh, actual really? show on a Wednesday.
0: Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. And
1: so except for like uh you know the helium mic or, or whatever, like a mic on Oh, Wednesday okay, that makes but, sense. But like I see what you're saying. a real show thinking. on a Wednesday, yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect. So, uh, I was like super nervous going in. Uh, and then I felt I felt like my set was rough and I I like had like a little existential crisis <laughs> during <Yeah. laughs> during Convy's set. I was sitting in the back of the club like, "Oh god, I'm not I'm not good. Oh god." And well, then, Tim
0: Convy's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, he was,
1: he was, He was great, though, man. Yeah,
0: but, like, I'm sure he's been, and I'm sure, like, and you can get into this, too, because you were telling me about this, but um, Tim Convy is also a local comedian. I don't know him that well, but his material is very well-delivered. It's very relatable. I mean, for me, at least, I feel the same way he does about The Bachelorette. And he's like, how do these people <laughs> get off work? And I'm like, I literally feel the same way, but... I'm sure that he was a great mentor to you during that. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. like He
1: came up to me on the Wednesday show and was super nice. I was sitting there sweating still, and he was like, so how how do you feel? And I was like, I told him I felt rough, and he was like, it wasn't rough, you're fine. Yeah, Uh, well, because
0: we all perceive it as that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think
1: I, uh, like, amplify it in my own head. But yeah, he was great, and Warren was really nice, and... And Max was featuring for the last two days. So oh, Max really, yeah, oh, Max Price! Oh, I love Max. Max. Yeah. Everybody,
0: everybody murdered. It was great. Everybody see you, that's a thing. As long as you, that's when you know a comedy show succeeded. Because when you murder everyone, that's yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh,
1: yeah. When everyone dies and we're all digging graves. So. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I, I will kill you with my laughter. Let me tell you what. But, uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, and then who was the headliner? It was Warren B. Hall. Warren B. Hall. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I re- like I told Aaron, I was so sad. I was like, I really wanted to see you, but we got tickets through a shout-out to Nathan Orton, who <laughs> uh, <laughs> was uh, featuring for Emo Phillips over at mm-hmm. Helium, and that's yeah. what happens with if, if comedy shows. Everybody has something every weekend, and yeah, yeah. you're like, Funnily oh, my God.
1: Shows, and yeah, Emo's yeah. like, you know. A, le- a legend. So Well, Emo is a legend. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He uh,
0: he definitely rocked it in his outfit and, you know, Yale Hollander. Shout out to Yale. <laughs> he uh, was definitely in heaven because Yale mm-hmm. loves Emo. So, mm-hmm. we were like, we're, it was cool because we were enjoying the show and, like, Jimmy, my boyfriend, was really enjoying it and then you look over and Yale's having a good time. And I'm just like along for the ride, just with my whiskey on the rise. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's awesome. I'm really, I'm really, really excited for you. I'm so glad that we got to meet each other through comedy. Um, but why I brought Aaron on this lovely podcast episode today is he did a great line about um, a great line, a great bit about being. Approachable, and how if you would mind going into, if you wouldn't mind going into deeper, uh, what's it called? Like a description of what I'm talking about, about how you're like, oh, you know, I have this like stage four chronic approachability. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah, I feel like uh, it, it's come up many, many times in, in my life, but I feel like I maybe I just, maybe it's not my face specifically, maybe it's just like the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just like a nice, open person, but people always seem to want to like, I, A, just tell me secrets about themselves. Or, yeah. like, tell me things, like, be really, really open about things that are bothering them. Uh, and it happens all, like, all over the place. I don't, uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's almost shocking that anyone would say something so personal to you without even knowing you. I agree. <laughs> and
0: that's why I was like, we need to do something called casually approachable because, especially for people who work in customer service, it's almost like people treat us as therapists Because it's one thing when we're doing stand-up comedy, which I always find interesting, is that we do, even though maybe we exaggerate it at different points for laughter, Mm -hmm. um, we do really share sometimes very personal information we maybe haven't shared with other people. But I feel like that kind of comes with the industry and the field and the art of storytelling However, not everybody is a stand-up comedian. Yeah. So it's crazy where, because I get the same thing, too, where people are like, oh, my God, you're so nice. Like, you're such a good listener. And I'm like, why are you telling me that? (laughs)
1: uh, I'm not trying to be. I'm really not trying to be.
0: But, like... For some reason, I don't know what it is, is that people, not to be like, wow, Aaron and I are such good people and we're such good listeners, so <laughs> you all suck. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. But it, it it is kind of weird how people are always like, oh, my God, you're so approachable, you're so... And all of a sudden, it's like what I told you, because I work a, for those of you who haven't listened to some other episodes, I am a front desk supervisor at a hotel, which being at the front desk, you're the first person that somebody sees, the first person they see probably when they get off the plane, the person who's in charge of their living situation for maybe the next three or four nights, and they want to tell you everything. And what I kind of want to know is, do you have any stories maybe about this where you've been a little bit uncomfortable or... (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: So, like, uh, especially doing that joke all the time, I always kind of go through a moment where I'm like, it doesn't happen enough to justify telling, having this bit, I guess. Yeah. But speaking of the weekend of the Funny Bone, I was leaving... Uh, after the late show on Saturday, I stopped to get gas at one of the gas stations. Oh, that's
0: right where it there. always starts. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and so I'm—I uh, guess like there was a, a baseball game or whatever—and I'm standing getting gas, uh, and the guy on the opposite side of the pole getting gas on his side, he can't—we can't see each other right off the bat. We're just—we're just, like, I'm just doing boop, 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 pushing all my Hi. buttons, and he leans around into vision and goes, "Do you ever get lost in the city?" And I was like, What? Like, uh, do you
0: ever get lost yeah, in the ever, city?
1: Like, or have you ever been lost
0: in the city, something like that? Is he lost? He, I'm confused. So
1: he so what I found out about him in the five minute conversation that we had is that he he shared all of these details in about five minutes. He shared that he was at the at the baseball game, he was on a date, uh, his wife died of cancer three years ago. That what? came up quickly. <laughs> Uh, he was on a date with a woman who lived in Soulard, and he didn't know how to get back to the highway, so he ended up at Twelfth uh, and Tucker. He said he saw five men with guns <laughs> while he was still on Twelfth and Tucker.
0: Uh, uh, oh my god! Yeah. So
1: all that just right off the bat, I haven't said a word yet to the guy. He's just rattling this stuff off, and then it, and then it got even weirder. A guy, somebody got pulled over, and he like looks over my car and looks at. The, he goes, "Oh, Maryland Heights Police." He's like. I, used to, I did karate for nine years, so I know a lot of the guys on the police force, which I don't know what What that, does that <laughs>
0: even mean? No idea. He starts, <laughs> he,
1: he starts guessing, like, why the guy got pulled over. He's He's like, yeah, that guy either... Uh, he's either drinking and driving, or maybe he was speeding, or, or, or ran a stoplight, or maybe he's just giving him a warning. Like, yeah, those are all the things he could have done to get pulled over. I don't know if you think you're you're impressing me with your I police was about to knowledge.
0: Say, yeah, literally, I was like, does he think he's showing off, being like, <laughs> hey, I know all of this. This is exactly why you could get arrested. Like, we all know. Yeah, okay? those, are, yeah those are
1: any of the things that he could have been getting pulled over for. Or,
0: but, I mean, oh, man. I love when people try to make life into a game of clue like i'm like all yeah. right i'm professor plum and yeah what's, this is <laughs> colonel mustard over here yeah <laughs> like,
1: i never try to solve mysteries out and about
0: no because why would you <laughs> but see that's the problem like i then all of a sudden too i feel like well so back to the hotel i uh there was one day to let you guys all know aaron and i were actually figuring out what date we were going to do this podcast and then he was like hey i have the funny bone or whatever I'm going to have to reschedule. I was like, totally, totally get it. Well, in the same breath, I was like, Aaron, speaking of casually approachable, here's what's going on in my day. (laughs) And like, literally, thank God that Aaron and I are friends and he's the sweetest because we were laughing so hard. Well, at least I was at my end because I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, So when, for those of you who don't know, when you book blocks of rooms at a hotel, uh, we do have, like, wedding parties. So there was a wedding party that's coming up in the next couple of months, and this woman that I was telling you about, right, right. <laughs> oh, my God, she was crazy. She First she called in, and she, her, let, keep in mind, she already was losing her voice. So her voice was very raspy. It was very hard for her to talk to begin with. So I thought, oh, she's going to want to make this quick and easy because if she's losing her voice, she's not going to be able to talk a lot. Man, I Power mean, through
1: it, huh? man, I,
0: I get powering through things, but like, this is a lot. This was a lot. She was all like, oh, let me tell you, because I said, ma'am, do you want a, a king or a double queen room with two beds? Oh my God, well, here's the deal. So I have a son and a daughter and they have a baby, but the baby's probably gonna stay with us, am I right? So maybe we should get the double queen with the adjoining or you know what, I don't know. In my house, I have one bed and the daughter sleeps with me in this bed, but then I don't know. I'm thinking about getting a guest room, maybe having like wallpaper on it. And suddenly I'm like in this person's house in Kentucky, (laughs) finding out what wallpaper they're getting. Like, I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, oh, and then the groom like, And, you know, for those of you who are listening, you're probably like, well, couldn't you just use a tactic like, oh, I need this. If it wasn't one thing, it was another. Like I said, oh, well, you need to add parking. Oh, well, you see, I just turned in my other car to get the Ford from the – I was like, what (laughs) is going on? And then – I was like, "And what's your last name?" And she said, "Oh, well, my last name is this because I'm related to the groom on the mom side, and I gave the groom his first bath." And suddenly, I'm <laughs> with, I'm with the groom at five years old in a bathroom. <laughs> like, I don't know, like I, it, it was very creepy. I, I didn't know, and I, God bless her. I bet, she, I bet she's a very, very nice lady in real life. But especially when you have like guests that are checking out. Like, we don't, have a t- we don't have time to have a conversation with you for three days. Like, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. And then I, oh, this is what I was telling you, too. Um, when I, you have, so this is also a rule of thumb. This has nothing to do with being casually approachable, but hear me out. If you are ever traveling and you're not using, like, you, Airbnb may have different policies, but if you're using a hotel and your name is the only name that is on it, but you want somebody else to check in, you need to add that person's name on it. Because otherwise, they won't be able to get in. It's for security because we have people all the time. Like, we have people who are abusive, and the wife, like, comes in to stay, for example. And the husband's like, I'm her husband. It's fine. And we're like, Ooh, <laughs> it, it, it is terrifying to think about, but it, it is the, the case. You have to be like, I've been in that situation where I'm like, Well, your name isn't on the room. And I will tell you, I, I kept, you know, I had to be like, Hey, like, it's not happening. And I kept my guns, all this. Because he's like, I'm her husband. I'm her husband. Sure enough, she came down and she had sunglasses on and she had a black eye Oof. underneath her sunglasses. So I was like, good thing I followed protocol and I wasn't just like Yeah, okay. you can
1: just send him up there. Oh.
0: So whenever you're in that situation you didn't add somebody's name, that's your own damn fault. But anyways yeah, stop so.
1: abusing your wife and yeah. trying to trick Molly <laughs> into letting you up there to finish the job, okay? <laughs> Nobody wants you to do that. Less that's, than Molly does. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Aaron's like, listen, I will, I will kill you steam. with my laughter. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, But yeah, that's another rant for another time. But um, she added her name and then all this, or she added her son's names. And remember, remember I told yeah, you that yeah. she had like, here's the one name because of the genealogy on my dad's side. And here's the other name for the genealogy. <laughs> and she, um, she combine like alan and tim and i forget what it was i think it was like aleem or something and you were like what the hell is this I don't. aleem even... <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious and now like i'm so nervous in two months when she comes in the check-in oh they
1: haven't even been yet they haven't even been oh, yet God, i told Stephen. i
0: great. said Stephen, who's my boss to steven i said this is the date in august she's coming in I will not be scheduled. <laughs> like, <laughs> do not schedule me. I
1: feel like you need. I feel like you need to to come in and get the rest of the story, though.
0: Oh. <laughs> but see, that's the problem. It's responsible journalism. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think? You know, we talked about this. Why do you think that you know you're casually approachable? To other people. I don't if, know you, what if you if you could is. diagnose it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like cause I'm like like kind of shy slash polite in a lot of situations. You so are like, very polite. Like, yeah, I, I like I say I'm a good listener. I would not say it's half I'm a good listener and just half I'm not good at, at telling people I don't want to talk to them. So like <laughs> even if I don't want to have a conversation, I'm still gonna stick with it. <laughs> you are so. it's
0: almost like a weird balance, isn't it? Where you're like, I'm gonna be polite and I'm going to handle this whole situation. But at the same time, if you could just please fuck off, like, that yeah. would be great. And also, like,
1: I think just a lot of times I just don't get too worked up about being in conversations I don't you care don't. about. Like, I'll just yeah. I'll just sit and have the experience, and then when I'm done, it'll, I'll leave. Like, it's not going to hurt me to listen to somebody get it off their chest for a little bit.
0: Oh, my God. You're so funny. It's so true, though. Like, um... The other night when we were at Southtown, you came to support the show, which Mm. thank you. Yeah, I showed up very late. Oh, that was all right. Aaron's like, I missed your set. And I was like, oh, don't worry. I was really hot up there anyway. So I was just getting ready for life. But uh, yeah, I was, (laughs) we were sitting there. And then afterwards, there was just like a bunch of people standing around you. And then Aaron was the only one that happened to be sitting down. Yeah. (laughs) And uh... like, I think, (laughs) like, because I know you, I noticed this. Like, no one else was like, oh, Aaron's not paying attention. But you could tell he was just there with his drink, just kind of like, chilling back here for a certain <laughs> minute and just, like, taking in the experience. And then eventually we got talking about recording on Saturday, today, and stuff like that. But it was just, you were just very polite about it. Like, uh, that one girl that was there with Mac, she was so yeah, funny.
1: Melissa, Marissa. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm, yeah, Melissa, she was just like, and what about you or something? And you were like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah,
1: because <laughs> 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 yeah, I like, when people are having conversations with each other, I always hate being the person who, like, chimes in on... Somebody's kind, And I do it still, but, like, uh, if somebody else is having a private conversation, just chiming in when they weren't talking to me, I always feel rude doing that. So oh, I too. Like, I'm still listening to everything that's going on, but I'll usually just sit and hang out. I'm okay with my thoughts. Oh,
0: yeah. So. Just like, <laughs> I couldn't agree more, but I think that's the problem, is that some people aren't okay with their thoughts. So they're like, hello, Aaron, let me talk to you about yeah. me. <laughs> 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 But I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, what, do you, do you ever have that experience sometimes where, and uh I'm not saying this to be like, wow, look at us, like, we're so famous, people love talking to us, but do you ever <laughs> have that, like, have you ever had after you do, like, an open mic or a show or anything like that, even if it's, like, local, maybe you had this at your Funny Bone weekend, where somebody feels like they've gotten to know you simply through your set and they're like wow they're so nice and so sweet and then afterwards like maybe ironically even after your approachability set they came up and talked to you afterwards it's
1: it's, yeah it's happened a couple times uh where just people well it's it's not really like i don't i don't think that they're acting on the 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 thought that they can tell me anything but but every now and again people come up like that bit's really funny i totally get that that makes makes perfect sense (laughs) Uh, I get that. I think I get that the most out of the chronically approachable bit where it's just like, yep, uh uh-huh, you're right. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) As long as it still works.
0: As long as it still works. Well, it is very relatable because I feel like, um, this is kind of a sadder note, but I feel like in our society today, people are very lonely in that regard, and they're not really sure. You know, they have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings, and they want to, like, give it to somebody. And so rather than maybe doing it in the horrific end where they're like, oh, I'm just going to, Rob something or commit murder, dude. They're like, let me just go talk to like the sweet Aaron guy. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: <yeah. laughs> you know, you're right. I probably stopped several murders <laughs> just by being approachable. I think, <laughs> I think there are lots of people who are like, I'm gonna stab somebody if I don't talk to somebody right now.
0: <laughs> it's probably true though. Like, I know, like we joke about that all the time, but I, uh, I, I, I think that just people when they like see somebody who like may even possibly. Listen to them because you always greet people with a smile too, and I think that's the problem—not just with you, but like in general. I had that issue too, where people are like, "Oh my God, Molly, what are you even smiling about?" And I'm like, "I didn't even know that I was," <laughs> like yeah, you know, and like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, she's smiling. She must be a nice person." But um, has there ever been like maybe an extreme situation where you couldn't get yourself out of talking to somebody that you eventually just had to walk away? and not be polite about it.
1: Oh man, hey this uh, so I this is going this is going to be fine, I think. I so I used to work at I used to work. This is like a really weird story, but it's it's a similar situation. Here we go,
0: casually weird. Yeah. Bring
1: it on. Uh, so I worked at a hol- the Holiday Inn uh, by Six Flags out in Eureka. Okay. Um and I w- I maybe worked there for a couple months. I was doing like housekeeping. It was like the summer in between my like maybe my sophomore and junior year of high school or whatever, and um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was the young, like the the new hire there. And every there was so much drama going on in this place with the the housekeeping team, and it was all funneling into me, which is crazy. So there was, there was. I'm just gonna walk you through the cast of characters. There's this guy. His name was Bub. <laughs> uh, name, I think his name was Robert. but They called him Bubba or something like that.
0: Bub. Uh, so he, all right.
1: Yeah. So he worked there. Um. Uh. He worked there with his wife. Uh, they both, I think, used to live in, like, Kansas City. They both used to uh, own and run a, uh, like, a sex shop in Kansas City. Um, all right. So very... Uh, what were the names?
0: Bub and who? Bub. I can't remember
1: the girl's name now.
0: Bub and Blank. Remember. They have a yeah. sex shop in Kansas City. Yeah, but Let's they, all go. they were just
1: very open about stuff. So, like, there was this rule where if you messed something up, you had to do push-ups. And he would, like, lean over... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a <laughs> weird weird environment. But he, he would lean over to me. and was like, hey, man... The only push-ups I do are under the sheets. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. And he's old, like very creepy looking. At
0: the Holiday Inn? Yeah, yeah. What you doing at the the Holiday Inn? All right. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: so they work there. um, And then there's the head housekeeper. I think his name was Jose. Uh, Side note for him that he won. uh, I think he won the lottery after I quit. Uh, whole another (laughs) thing. And so him and his wife uh, work there. Uh, and they have their whole whole set of drama. And then Bub's sister works there. Um and Bub hates his sister. He this is all being told to me in private while he's training me how to clean rooms. Bub hates his sister because his sister had a threesome with Jose and his wife. Oh God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is all f- like first week working here. I'm like, you knew this, about so. a
0: threesome in a week?
1: Yes. <laughs> this is oh, my this God. how open you're being about it. Also, I found out that Bub and his wife were also running like some sort of photo- like nude photography business out of there. Um, so they
0: had a sex shop and a nude photography well, yeah, business. Yeah, so the sex
1: shop closed down, I believe. and that's, like, Oh, that's why they, why they, they, they probably had to start the, yeah. uh, they
0: had a transition careers. So yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he's training me. This is still first week. He pulls me in and he says, hey, man, come here. He pulls out an old flip phone and opens it up, and there's a picture of a a naked woman on the tiny little screen. He goes, that girl works here. And I was like, uh... He's like, and that girl over there, another girl that we work with, she's coming over to take pictures tonight. And so that would maybe... Were you
0: supposed to be impressed? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I was like, I gotta go. I I, I can't... So that's maybe a time where somebody's felt that they can trust me with information, and I need to get out of it. Uh, But I ended up quitting, uh without giving notice at all
0: <laughs> rightfully uh, so this was the whole holiday end by six flags you yeah were saying? yeah i think i may so jimmy and i went to six flags i had never been and mm-hmm. i uh i kept seeing everybody in these pictures with like turkey legs and literally mm-hmm. i could not tell you it's also a weird thing to go on a roller coaster again after not being on one for so long I love Roller coasters. oh my god see i love them but it was just like a different feeling when you're little you have like no fears like i remember just like jumping onto a roller coaster and being like, "Hi, I'm here." And then I went on the Batman ride and I screamed literally the whole time. <laughs> That's
1: like one of the easiest ones there. Though. I
0: know. It was the one, it was the No, I lied. It was the second one I was on. So, it was uh, cuz we did that boat one first. Oh, it was like the like Joker one. goes up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, all right, I haven't been on a roller coaster in a while. And I like forgot what that speed was like. Mm-hmm. So the whole time I was like, ah! and Jimmy was like, are you going to be okay for <laughs> like the rest? But yeah, I finally did get my turkey leg. But uh, yeah, now that everybody knows about my experience at Six Flags, um also
1: dangerous geese at uh six flags i don't know if you encountered the geese but they are bad no well not bad people but they're awful
0: they're those geese Geese are bad people not (laughs) casually approachable at all so no no. uh
1: yeah so because of all the food that gets left out uh in the parking lot like the turkey legs we'll just leave them take them out and be like i don't want this because you can't take it in your car So they'll just leave it there. So there's always swarms of geese out in the parking lot and they'll chase you around. They're pretty, they're not scared of people and they think everyone has food. Uh, Oh my gosh. I got chased around my car and like jumped into my car door one time leaving and the the fucking geese are...
0: Oh my gosh. No, I did not have that. Not at all. (laughs) But I did see, did that, was the Holiday Inn, Ooh, they sound terrible. Was the Holiday Inn on like Kind of like a, like a ups like you had to go up a hill. Yeah, yeah. So, like
1: where you went to go into Six Flags, like it's probably on your left.
0: I did see it. So, that's Mm -hmm. so funny because it said now hiring.
1: Oh, yeah. I think they've been hiring for 10 years. So, I was
0: like, Jim, I could just work at this hotel. And he goes, Babe, you should probably stay where you're
1: at. Yeah, no, don't do it. I was like, I'm not
0: going to work at this. I don't even know who these people are. But it's kind of an eerie looking Holiday Inn because it's like, for, I mean, I get it. They're trying to make it look family-friendly because it's right next to Six Flags, but it kind of has, like, this wood-looking... Yeah, it's got,
1: like, an old-timey, like, uh, yeah. like, chateau kind of feel to it or
0: Yeah, whatever. and, like, I think they're trying to make it, like, a comfort thing, but it does not look casually approachable... No, no, no. ...at no. all. <laughs> it's not.
1: It's awful. It's a scary place. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I remember, I just, I, I quit with a voicemail. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was, like, 16, and I called the head house. I think his name was Ben, maybe. Yeah. And I called him, and I was just awkwardly said, so I'm not going to be coming back in again. And <laughs> it was like, I've got to prepare for school, which is soon. So, and then I closed it out with, have a good summer. (laughs) 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 Have a good summer in your old timey
0: chateau of a hotel. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was an awful, awful Oh my
0: gosh. I I wonder well, whatever happened to Bub and God only knows who with their nude photography? Almost certainly did.
1: I don't um, think. I think there's no way they've lived this long.
0: Oh my God! Literally, <laughs> how old were they when you were working there? They must
1: have been 50s, 60s, but but they were not, they were not a healthy 50s, 60s. And how <laughs>
0: long ago was this?
1: Uh, I was. This is probably 10 years ago.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Who knows what kind of sex stuff they're doing now? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're living life to the fullest now that they're like. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! But that so. is like I feel like well, that's a thing, and like customer service, I feel like that's what people do. It's I, I feel too. Maybe you haven't experienced this as much, but do you ever have like a, because you are so approachable? Do you feel like you're prone to a lot of creepy people that always seem to come up? Oh
1: yeah, people who think you're you're on the same level. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I my my least favorite thing in the world is people who like want me like want me to eye up. Like girls at the bar with them and like identify, like, they they don't want me, not that they're trying to recruit me, but they'll lean in and say something like, How about the stupidy bop on her or something? (laughs) And, cause I'm not going to say anything real, I don't <laughs> know, I don't know. I don't know how to even pretend to be that guy. Uh, I know, <laughs> but, that's why you're yeah. casually
0: approachable, Aaron, because yeah, you're like, not that guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: or <laughs> even even people I know, like, well will do it sometimes, we'll, or they'll say, like, oh, check out her, or whatever. And, and Aaron's
0: and like, like... I just I
1: just pretend to not see them. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, I, I just, I was like, oh, who are you talking about? Oh, I was looking at that, like, that jukebox over there, like, just... <laughs> Because I don't want to be like you're a fucking gross weirdo, but so because I'm too nice to tell them they're a gross weirdo. But
0: no, I literally well that's the thing. People are like Molly, you're so nice. Like you've never gotten angry at people before, and I'm like I think I've calmed down a lot because when I when I was younger, and I say this like I'm so I I laugh all the time, but I say this like I'm so ancient because I'm 28. But between the ages, like, of 18 and 22, I was such, like, a, a firecracker. Like, I just uh, did not deal well with people. Like, yeah. my girlfriends from college will tell you, like, if I ever, th- if, like, any creepy guy came over and pissed them off or do this, I was like, what the fuck? Go fuck. You're like, <laughs> in my, like, sequin dress. And everybody's like, oh, that Italian. Like, we got to stay away from her. But, uh, yeah, now I think I've just, like, you lose that energy you used to have. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. Yeah. Please go away. Yeah. But uh, probably the best one that I have was when I was 25 and I was living in my hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio at the time. I would like to preface, we were at a lovely place called the Lackman, and it's in the the over-the-rhine district of Cincinnati. It's in downtown, and this story does not reflect the people who frequent the Lackman (laughs) or go there. It's one of my favorite places. I adore it. But just like you do on any Friday night... We had had rehearsal, because I had a play that was opening up that weekend, and my best friend Dana from back at home, hey Dana, um, we were like, let's go get a drink, because it's a Friday night, so she met me after rehearsal. So we were just being two gals on the town, we were both single at the time, just drinking some red wine, and because, like, it's a tight little corner area, so when people try to reach over you at the bar, like at any bar, you don't mind, because... You know, there's somebody trying to get a drink. And, you know, you just casually make conversation with people because normally you'd be like, oh, my God, sorry. And we're like, no, we'll pass you your beer. Here's the guy's card, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy comes over us and he was like, I'm sorry, you know, and uh, he was like, hey, ladies, can you help me with something? I'd like to preface he seemed totally normal, like which like I'm usually good at reading people was not good this time. But uh, again, casually approachable. And he was like, my ex-wife is over there. And this woman, like, waves at us. So we were like, oh. like, And he's like, no feelings against her, but this is really awkward. Do you guys mind if I start talking to you for a second before she leaves? And we were like, cool. Like, whatever. Like, we're, we didn't think it was going to take that long. Sure enough, this man is talking to us about 30 minutes about he feels like he made a mistake, that he's not going to find a woman he cares about, that, like, it's just like... And, of course, being... I had had a glass of wine, was on my second, and these are not regular glasses of wine. They're like those goblets yeah, that you can yeah, get uh-huh. that just sends you off the rails already. And like you could tell, he was a very good actor. You could think, see he was very sad, and of course, I was like, "Oh my gosh, look! Like I know you're 38, but you're gonna find somebody that appreciates you. Like your life is not over at 38, 39 years old. Like it's not at all." 30 minutes into this and I know because the conversation started at 9 and I looked over at the clock and it said 9:30. He goes, "All right, I got to be honest with you ladies. I've been lying this whole time. I just wanted to see what you guys would say. So I'm going to go."
1: Jesus. So
0: Max Price if he's listening, I uh, cuz he was one he was like, "Oh my god, you're not a bitch. You're like Ellie Kemper from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt," which I appreciate, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I told him I was like, "Oh, that's exactly what I wanted to come off as." But every once in a while you get what we call the dark side of Molly, uh-huh. which I just go into this dark place. I am unrecognizable. And this was one of those times. And I, Dana has a better, obviously a better interpretation of what happened when I was doing this. Because you were but, blackout with rage. Because I was blackout <laughs> with rage. But she's like, all I saw was your eyes were just locked <laughs> on him. And apparently I was like, get out. Get the fuck out. Just get out. And like literally I was so upset. And he goes, oh, my God. And I don't even really, like, I vaguely remember doing this, but apparently I grabbed him from the collar. And I, <laughs> ah! I was like, because his friends were watching in the corner. So I grabbed his, like, collar and I dragged him over. And, of course, poor Dana's just, like, behind me <laughs> because, like, she knows, like, this is not going to end well. I'm, like, grabbing him behind his collar, like a like a bunny or something. Not that you do that with the, I don't know. I don't know who you do that with, but that's what I was doing. And I'm, like... Is this douche yours? Does he belong to you? And like, everybody's like, what did he do? Let me fucking tell you what he did. And I literally, I was so, I gave them the whole story. And his one guy, of course, everybody tries to defend each other. This one guy was like, oh, you know, he was trying to have some fun. And I was like, does it look like we're having fun? I said, what do you guys even do for a living? And (laughs) (laughs)
1: let me see your credentials. Let me see
0: your credentials. And they were like, Total, like exactly, you know, that Brad bit that I do about we all know Brad, yeah, like, right? Yeah. I were like, Oh, marketing, business, finance. I was like, Oh, so you're all liars, okay? <laughs> like, don't even worry about it. And then the worst one was that there was a guy with like a Jimmy John sandwich, and like, I love Jimmy John, so I don't know why I was ripping on the sandwich, but I think it was just the way that he was smugly holding it (laughs) and Uh. (laughs) and like chewing on it and he was like I think you need to relax or something, which is like the worst thing you could ever date to somebody who's already in a stage five tornado. I was literally like, he's like, you need to relax. I'm like, you need to shut up and eat your sandwich. (laughs) What kind of sandwich? And he, you know, I think it was like this turkey with mayo or something. It looked pretty good, but he didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve the sandwich. It was on French bread. I think it was like, shut up and eat your sandwich and be quiet. And like, he did. He totally did. And then <laughs> I went to He's the like, bathroom. I'd rather
1: be doing that right now. Than, oh my than god. Literally he was this. like, Okay, all right.
0: Yeah. So my last thing was I went to the I definitely pulled that like, I'm gonna go to see the manager mode. And I was just like, Excuse me, and I told the manager what happened. He was cracking up. He's like, What assholes? Who are these people? And he sent the whole table out of the bar oh really yeah Mm -hmm. because apparently they were being destructive beforehand they were kind of being like loud and obnoxious Mm -hmm. so when i had reported that one of them he was like oh i don't want any men scaring ladies out of my bar so he goes (laughs) please leave everyone (laughs) and then turns out he was friends with my cousin i was like oh what a small world (laughs) but that's like now we're fine (laughs) i know now we're totally fine i was like so i normally don't get this upset but um I just, want was like, there's this, uh, and, you know, sometimes I have the dark side of Molly. It just comes out. And so he gave my, Dana and I, like, free shots, and it was all right. Oh, nice. Dana's like, I need to be with you everywhere so I can get shit for free. Like, I don't know. But it was, uh, it's definitely one of the funniest stories to tell because I, I, I can't believe I dragged somebody By the collar to their friends and was like, does he belong to you? And they were all like, then I love him like, what did you do for a living? What do you even do? Attacking
1: their careers.
0: I'm like, you're all liars, okay? (laughs) Meanwhile, I was in journalism and marketing, so like, I'm like, here am I, like, oh, a marketing person, okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You had to change your major on principle.
0: I know, right? (laughs) I'm like, ew, but. uh, I think that's, like, the craziest one I've ever had, but it was uh, was definitely one. There was no sex shop in there. Yeah, it's (laughs) just, just
1: like, a weird, like, it's just a weird thing to do. Like, was it it his goal to, like, pick you guys up somehow?
0: That's what I was wondering. I was, like, was he trying trying to? And then what really kind of pissed us off was that girl had waved, so we don't know if she was, like, drunk or, like, if she was... Yeah. yeah i'm like who was this girl that waved like i don't know
1: yeah <laughs> hopefully hopefully me might have saved her from getting turned into a lampshade or something okay so that's actually <laughs> really
0: fair yeah <laughs> we yeah. Just didn't know who the but we thought about dana the next because uh dana stayed at my house and we were having coffee the next day and she was like who do you think that girl was that like waved us but it was just funny that the manager was like who is that what is wrong with this this is the third complaint i've had about this table tonight so i think Jesus. it was because he gave them like two chances and when i was like yeah this weird guy just started talking to me like, like, he started lying to me yeah and he then was like that's what he, i want to
1: he told the same story to to the two other people yeah absolutely
0: it was so weird though but i don't yeah aaron that's such a good point i don't know what his angle was but 30 minutes of a storyline to tell somebody? Yeah. That's a long ass time to talk to somebody about a fake <laughs> a, story.
1: A long time to lie to somebody. Right. And it's not even the kind of lie that would like help him with no. women, really. I mean, I guess he makes himself like emotionally vulnerable or whatever, but still.
0: It was, know. oh, Aaron, it was so <laughs> weird. So the, I, and literally like, I told the story and there was a, there was a date that I went on, and I actually told him this story. And we ended up just being friends just because, you know, when you just meet people and you don't have that click. But he was laughing because he's like, what guy, like? would even do that i just i don't i don't get it and at first he was like is this even a true story i was like what well, am i a psychotic like i yeah. don't like like why would i just make this up it's probably
1: just like who he really is is more boring than that yeah <laughs> it's like like Absolutely. whatever he's done for the last you know three four years is there's nothing worth telling people that's interesting <laughs> so he's like maybe oh maybe i'd be more interesting if i had gone through a divorce
0: I don't know why that would be interesting. I mean, people who go through divorces have a really hard time. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> like, it's like
1: best case scenario for yeah. him because he gets, he gets all the vulnerability of telling you about that without the actual heartache of it. That's fair. Yeah.
0: Oh, people be crazy.
1: People be crazy. That's the new name of this podcast. <laughs> people be crazy.
0: It's your, it's your Def Jam crazy. comedy
1: album title.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's right. <laughs> Listen, I uh, with all my grammatical errors that I've been having, it's like, I don't know, again, it's getting old. I think I've forgotten like how to speak. So I'm saying things like they is, are. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore, but it's it's fine. Well, that's cool. Well, now that everybody knows the crazy people that approach Aaron and I in our lives, if you have any options or any uh, any insight of what we can do to get people to leave us alone, just let us know. Write in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: just, just be angrier all the time. Just be angrier all the time. I always feel like time. like my default face is kind of like a serious face, like when I'm just thinking to myself. And then I have moments where people will come up and talk to me, and I kind of pop up like a gopher and yeah. smile. But like, people are, people are like, "Are you are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I just I just I guess I get serious listening face or serious. Well, see, I
0: face. have that too. And like, here's the thing: sometimes like you can't always be peppy and excited. Like, mm-hmm. especially when you're tired. I hate when people say that. They're like, "You look tired. Are you okay?" And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm tired. Mm. Like, I, don't, I don't. Sorry that I don't look that approachable today. But uh, Or like when you're just kind of in concentration. If you're like, are you angry? Sometimes I just want to turn around and be like, yeah, you know what? At you. At you, <laughs> exactly. I am pissed off. But, uh, oh, my God, these stories have been great. But, Aaron, I want to talk about, too, before we go into the casual rumble. Oh, yes. What shows do you have coming up? Uh when is this gonna come out? This is coming out in two weeks.
1: Two weeks? Oh, okay, so I think Or actually
0: in one week, lol, because it comes out next Sunday.
1: Okay, so I think I think the only one that I know for sure I have is gonna be the the, the one at Fringe Festival in August.
0: Oh, let's talk about this because the Flyover Festival, they are doing a fringe show with yeah. the St. Louis Fringe. And um my play, Lady Warrior, is actually right across the hall. I think from where yeah, you guys I think are it's going to it. be
1: in the black, the Cransberg Black Box. Yes, so. so I'll
0: be in the Cransberg Gallery space, and then I told Aaron when they're doing, I'll be in tech, and then I'll just come on over in my sweaty clothes and watch you guys do all do comedy. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah,
1: uh, I, was, I think I have the actual notes in front of me that. I, Rafe sent us but we just I think they just made the page for it I don't know if they okay. tickets yet but uh, yeah it's, it's, gonna, it's curated by Rafe and Bobby uh, and it's supposed to like have um, you know a couple long sets by uh, seasoned St. Louis comedians and then there's uh, three like uh, you know up and coming comedians that they picked right. on. so it's going to be me uh, Ronaldo Mercado and um, Charlie Myers uh-huh. and then the seasoned comedians I, th- I don't know if Rafe and Bobby are going to do separate sets or do it together because I know they're hosting it but mm-hmm. it'll be Rafe, Bobby and then tina and libby as well so it's gonna be so much
0: fun what a great lineup yeah if you want to support st louis comedy and see some really badass people these that's the place to be and you can come sit with me if you want. So mm-hmm. obviously the selling deal and selling point of this whole show, sit with Molly Ambergy in the yeah, audience. Yeah, and but. she'll
1: she'll physically assault people who come up and try to lie to you. I'll be <laughs> like,
0: if you try to even lie to me, let me tell you why. <laughs> uh, if you've been trying to say one thing about my friends as not nice, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. Listen. I'm gonna pull a Carla <laughs> and be like outside. I'll be like, excuse me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna be like, listen. But, uh, yeah, that's very exciting. And what is the date for that again? I think that's August 14th. It's going to so, be okay. August
1: 14th at 8 p.m. I think it, the show is. Perfect.
0: Because my attack is from 6 to 6.45. So oh, yeah. Right. Uh, perfect. perfect. But, yeah, if you want to come with me, let's go to the Flyover Festivals Night with the St. Louis Fringe Festival at 8 p.m. August 14th in the Cranberg Arts Center. Black or a studio? What is it? I think it's Black Box. Black Box Black Theater. Box Media is what. The okay. Says. Yep, that's the so, Black Box Theater because yeah. that's where my play was two years ago. And then, if you want to see my play, Lady Warrior. I'm going to grab the postcard that I gave Aaron just now. (laughs) And, yeah, Aaron got the first one from our marketing materials. But it's going to be Thursday, August 15th at 7.30, Saturday, August 17th at 6 p.m., and Sunday, August 18th at 3 p.m. It stars my wonderful and beautiful friend, Yes, I'm biased. Cara Barisi Chandler. Come see her do a one-woman show and kick ass at it. But, um, yeah, comedy, theater, St. Louis fringe, can't wait. But we come to the best part of the podcast episode, the casual rumble. Where I have to improvise. Yes. Oh, welcome to improv. We love improv. Except Aaron was like, yeah, I'm trying not to prepare for this. And that's Yeah, I tried to willfully not
1: think of things. So
0: Well, and that that's okay, because the best things in life sometimes happen when you're not willfully thinking. But yes, what we do, for those of you who don't know, is we just casually rumble for four fucking minutes about what we have given up on during the week. It could be laundry. It could be your family. It could be bills. It could be this heat index. Oh, God. (laughs) So I'm not going to take too many ideas, but I'll start us off. So let's go ahead and get this party started. Um, I'm tired of taking out the trash. (laughs) I feel like I take out the trash at work and I take out the trash at home and I feel like all I do is take out trash. So I'm done. Done taking everybody's garbage. Figuratively and physically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I man, I feel like you said a couple that I would have done already. That's right, you can use them. I think I think I'm and this is this is bad, but I think I'm done being healthy <laughs> I, <don't> think, <laughs> I just I just went to the doctor and found out that I have high cholesterol and I'm like I don't know that I need to change anything so I think I'm just gonna ride it out and see what happens just ride it out I'm, yeah I don't want to th- I don't want to eat apples anymore <laughs> I don't wanna eat any more apples I want to eat pancakes and cookies I'm oh my god <laughs> I cannot tell you the last time
0: I had a pancake and that makes me really sad who wants <laughs> to make me a pancake I'll just make it myself but um <laughs> casually approachable make me pancakes I, uh, no, I have also given up on um, this heat index. I know I already said it, but here's the thing I don't really like ice either. I fell on the ice in February. I'm not, <laughs> Oof, other, yeah. uh, my favorite holiday is Christmas. So I will say I love that time of year, but like before and after, I'm like, fuck this shit. I don't want it anymore. But now it's so hot that I can't even enjoy the weather outside because I'm, like, sweating bullets and could possibly pass out with heat exhaustion, so... (laughs) It's miserable. (laughs) Uh...
1: uh, I've probably given up on my work's dress code. <laughs> 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 I think, yeah, I, I'm not even trying anymore. I'm wearing hats. We're not supposed to wear hats. I'm wearing jeans with holes in them. <laughs> I'm That's not. Right. I haven't worn a collared shirt to work, and I don't Where know long. Where do you work? Long. I work at a place called US Cloud. Okay. Um, we don't need to plug them. It's fine. But we. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. uh, they, uh, yeah, it's like a tech tech place. I do like server work and IT stuff. Cool. Them, uh, which I didn't study at all. I just kind of stumbled into that. <laughs> just like got that job by good interview skills. Uh, but yeah. He's like casually
0: this, approachable. Yeah. He's got good interview skills. Yeah. The
1: CEO even told me like after, like I had no idea if you were going to be good at this or not, but we hired you anyway. And I was like, good, good job. You're bad at business. You're not good at your job. <laughs> it was a mistake uh, because now I'm milking him for tons of money and not doing very much work. Uh, all right. I watched I watched all of Crashing last week instead of working on HBO. <laughs> I didn't do any work. I watched all of Crashing. <laughs>
0: well, that's not what he's given up on because he's binge-watching Crashing right yes, now. Yeah, <laughs> so. give,
1: giving up, caring about my... I've, I've been wearing like stuff with pentagrams on it more and more to work, <laughs> just trying to agitate anybody.
0: <laughs> he's a little Wiccan right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay,
1: I wore a shirt to work the other day that says, Satan is my spirit animal. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, like, i was just trying to, just trying to see what, how far i can push the limits at this point
0: i can relate because i haven't worn makeup for the past few days to work and everybody's like oh my god you're fine but i look real tired today not fishy for compliments but i really do have dark circles <laughs> under <laughs> my eyes but i didn't sleep very well last night and then i was like screw it you know what i'm not putting on makeup it doesn't affect my job and like, I don't know, I just I just don't even care anymore and then I don't know. But right, we got forty three forty two seconds, Aaron.
1: Oh, I have to finish Let it off. It out. I was hoping you were gonna ride it ride it out. I uh, can too. Oh, but... boy. Um, I'm gi- I've, uh, I've <laughs> given up on road rage. I don't care anymore if somebody hits my car. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's I feel like I, I'm I look forward to people hitting my car now because it's like uh, at least then They'll have hit me, and I'm in control of the situation. And then I can can decide whether or not I want to milk them for a bunch
0: of money. Oh, absolutely. As long as I don't die,
1: like, fuck it, hit my car.
0: Oh, yeah, I've just (laughs) given up on not dying. I feel like all I do is trip and fall. (laughs) Given up
1: on not dying. So
0: eventually this is just going to happen. I'm just going to die. Don't we all? Am I right? One second. Boom. Crushed. We are done. Oh, we crushed that. I was
1: hoping you were going to finish it off. I was like, I was kind of sneaking peeks at how we were doing on time and I thought you had it. But. I
0: always finish it off. Anyway, we're gonna just leave it on that note. <laughs> I, um, don't forget to support Aaron and the Flyover Comedy Festival night over at St. Louis Fringe. It's gonna be great. You got a lot of great people involved on that. Also, don't forget to support my play. Lady Warrior, also in the same venue. So just get a lot of the Cranesburg that weekend. If you want any more information on the St. Louis Fringe Festival, by the way, you can go to the www.stlouisfringe.com. If you liked what you heard today, please go ahead and like the Casually Molly podcast page. And don't forget to casually subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, your Apple podcast app, and Podbean. Whatever works for you works for me. And if you give us a good rating and comment about what you'd like to hear in the next few episodes, please let us know, because I'd love to hear it. But Aaron, thank you so much yeah, for being for one of me. my guests. Aww, yeah, of course, fine. no problem. And we hope to see you another weekend somewhere else doing yes. some comedy. Yes, so, hopefully, hopefully. Fantastic. Well, remember to stay casual and have a great rest of your week, everybody.
1: And don't lie about getting a divorce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm ending the episode on that.